Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Hello. That's your chewy impression. It's pretty good. Do you like it? I'm just mad I can't do it. Uh, Brayden Harrington here <laughs> with Davey Portman. Hello there. This, <laughs> this is uh, up next on your podcast feed. Uh, we are usually your uh, nerdy NXT friends. Friends. Friends, but um, we're also big Star Wars nerds. So sometimes we feel like reviewing Star Wars. Sometimes. This is the... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. How many? How many movies have we reviewed? Have We've we done the the first trilogy, the uh, the two like spin off ones, the Christmas one. Oh god! New Hope. This is number eight. Number eight. Rat number eight. Number eight. So if you don't like Star Wars or you don't care about Star Wars, this is your warning to just stop listening. And wait for Wednesday nights when we talk about wrestling. Or if you've never seen Star Wars and you're like, huh. Kind of want to know what's going on. You want the cliff notes. So. Right. Hey, actually, a few listeners of ours heard us, got into us because of NXT, and then heard us do Star Wars and was like, yeah, you know what? Maybe it's time I try watching those movies. And then did, and now obsessed. So maybe it works like that. Maybe. But, Although they've gone about it a weird way. They've watched, <laughs> they watch they've it watched the prequels, they've watched the holiday special. Yeah, they really don't <laughs> like Star Wars if you like, watch what? it that way. Yeah, they're like, why are you guys watching this? Um, so. Up next, every Wednesday we record NXT, but yes, we have gone through all the Star Wars movies, including these uh, these like Star Wars stories, which we did on our Patreon as well, uh, Solo and Rogue One. Mm-hmm. They all tie in together. We're leading up to, to, to finish and watch every Star Wars movie, so we've been doing just that. And I, I guess we'll probably sort of finish the films by the time the DVD, well, Blu-ray release of, of Rise Bl- comes out. You mean the Disney, Disney Plus? Disney Plus, whatever. Yeah. Um, um, so Yeah, I imagine we'll get round to, to it similar time so we can 
we can talk about that one. Yes. We've already given our, our thoughts, <laughs> but not in our usual formats. Yeah, we did a review of the Mandalorian finale and Rise of Skywalker kind of put it together. That was a really fun show. Go look for that if you haven't already. But the last time we did like a Star Wars movie was in fact the holiday special. Yes. Because <laughs> it's in it was in order. It's it's oddly it's enough. canon. Yeah, um, fuck, I hate that movie. Um, <laughs> but the one before that, we reviewed the OG, the yeah. classic Star Wars, A New Hope, was mm. awesome to go back and watch and chat about years later, especially with Rise of Skywalker coming out um, this year and finishing the whole saga. But today, we're here to talk about the 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 grand opus, is that? The yeah, grand I opus? guess so, the... The one that most people consider the best Star Wars. Right. Majority of people. uh, People have all their own opinions. Best Star Wars ever. This is (laughs) best Star Wars ever. The Empire Strikes Back, Episode 5. Now, there's actually been a fair bit of Star Wars news this week that maybe we should go into. I don't Mm. know how aware you are. No, Um, hit me. Now, we've we've all kind of known that the Obi-Wan series... Oh, yes. That's been confirmed, but also it seems like they've confirmed a Darth Maul series. What? On Disney+. Plus. Wow, with, now, with Ray Park? Um, he's totally. not confirmed yet. The voice, who has done the voice in the- Solo and the animated series, yeah. I believe he's on board. Okay. Um, and they realize- it's meant to be set like around a year after Solo. So I think they're taking what was originally planned for the sequel of Solo right. and turning it into a series, which I think is way more interesting. It seems like that. Like, Rogue One was a hit. Like, people really liked it. And then Solo kind of was, like, kind of sloppy. Mm. And people were like, huh, wouldn't these work better? These stories work better as a show. And then the Mando hits and, it like, fucking destroys pop culture. It like, just comes out of nowhere. And then now the Obi-Wan. And then now... Your Darth Maul's like I feel like you're just gonna have so many shows and maybe less movies. But I feel this was very clear in Rise of Skywalker. There were quite a few characters they introduced where you're like, that guy seems cool. I'd yeah. like to see them expand on that person. Disney Plus and miniseries. That's what Disney Plus is for. And I think maybe that's where the film Solo didn't work because Harrison Ford is so iconic in that yeah. role. And I thought uh, the guy did a good job, but it's weird watching yeah, not Harrison Ford play that role. Whereas the characters people are interested in, they're like, hey, who's that blue alien in the background there? Sure. I want to know more about him. Yeah. And Darth Maul is awesome in Phantom Menace. Always. But one of the favorite characters. don't know much about him. So I know talks were at first him being in the Obi-Wan show. I don't know if he's still going to be in that oh. and have his star, okay. his spin-off. But I think they're definitely going to interact again. Uh, so yeah. I, think, I think that's really exciting news. Hayden Christensen. Rumored yep. to show up in this Obi-Wan Kenobi spin-off show, this prequel show. And uh, there's rumors of another character getting his own, uh, his, his comeback. Who's that? Jar Jar Binks. Oh, yes. The with ru- a beard? Jar Jar Binks this? with a beard? This is what I've heard. He's going to have a beard. What is he, Justin and Trudeau? Being, <laughs> and being the Obi-Wan. He's a lizard face. Lizards can't grow beards. <laughs> Don't tell this. Bearded dragon, it's... <laughs> Whoa! Fair, fair. I mean, he's not a lizard. He's a Gungan, but they look like like yeah. frogs. Yeah, the bearded dragon, I guess. Um, I'm I'm kind of happy about that. I think the, wow. the guy got... The character got rightfully kind of Ooh. criticized. Yeah, of course. But then it became overboard with the criticism and it became 
a person would attack on the guy himself. The guy, yeah. And I know he's spoken quite openly about it and how it how the depressed, man, depressed he, he was. So I feel handled with the right people and I have complete faith after the Mandalorian. Yeah. Every character they introduced in that show I thought was awesome. Yep. I think Jar Jar for like a one or two episode arc. Sure handled right and this is years later where he's maybe a bit more grown up or whatever <laughs> maybe redeem the character who knows he's got a beard I want a he's sitcom I want a sitcom where he's presenting the the uh, or is it the actor is presenting the the show the show yeah there's like this like game show mm. Star Wars game show this is so weird Disney just gets their paws on Star Wars and just fucking throws everything at the wall and sees what sticks and I guess it's all sticking, essentially, except for the movies that really people are like the ones it's that they're still judging. Dividing people, yeah, like I'm, yeah. I, I find a lot of the time with anything. I found this with Game of Thrones and any sort of big season finale. Give it a few years, sure, and then see what we think. Because anything where people are so in, emotionally to invested in, it's it's really hard to please everyone. Uh, I feel like people... Well, people still hate the prequels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I feel like, yeah, maybe people will give Rise of Skywalker a little bit more... I don't know, maybe this whole series, this whole trilogy that came out. Because watching this one back, uh, to the movie we're here to talk about today, The Empire Strikes Back, which is considered, like, the best one. Mm. Um, it's 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 tough. Uh, to me, the, the old three, the first original three... When you go back and watch it, it's like you're going back and watching really old movies, but somehow they're done better than the newer ones. It doesn't make any sense to me. This movie we're talking about today is from 1980. Yeah. And some of the, like, obviously, I'm watching this on Disney+. Plus. It's the altered versions, the edited. The like, McClunky versions. Yeah, <laughs> essentially, yeah. But even, like, some of the, the sets and and some of the the way it's all put together. I'm like, this is way more creative I, than just throwing CGI on something. I found it with... Uh, I'm a massive Lord of the Rings <clears throat> fan and had the extended edition yeah. box set and watched every single extra feature on that Jesus. on those DVDs. Jesus. And you saw everything. They they called them bigotures, not miniatures, the, the sets they built. Yeah. And I went to the Harry Potter... Uh, studios and saw the miniatures of right. Hogwarts and stuff like that. Things like that look and feel so much more real. They feel real. They do exist. Yeah. And then The Hobbit came out, and I I enjoyed The Hobbit, but it moved so much more into CGI and that kind of thing. It makes me wonder. The world didn't look real to me, whereas I, I still watch Lord of the Rings now. And bar the odd effect here and there, looks I'm like, real. this looks real. It's like when you watch Empire Strikes Back or any of these older ones, and there's a scene where it's totally like an actual set, not CGI. And then you cut to like the newer ones, and it's totally just them on a green screen. And you can you can tell. I feel they had the balance. They've had the balance good in the new ones. Yeah, I think the the prequel trilogy is where George Lucas finally discovered this new technology. And just yeah. went ape shit with I it. mean, as most people in the movies these days, that, that's my number one complaint of movies these days. I, I watch a movie called, like Jurassic Park, and you think of all the, the technology and creativity and, and money that went into making these, like, like not CGI things, like actual fucking robots and, yeah. and stuff. And same with here, like in Empire. They put money into uh, these puppets for Yoda and, and all this stuff. Imagine where movies would be if we continued to put creativity and money into that instead of just throwing CGI on yeah. it. Because in 2020, if we were to, since the, the 80s, since 
all the the movies that have come out, if if they just started putting creativity in that, we'd have some incredible things rather than just computer CGI. And maybe that's where something like Baby Yoda struck such a chord with people because yeah. it is a puppet. It's a puppet. They've gone back to the puppet. Um, Which event, uh, uh, the internet is saying it's $5 million yeah. in total to make the Yoda, Baby not, Yoda. I'm not surprised. Yeah. And now he's dating Laura Dern, so good for him. Baby Yoda? Have you not heard about this? Who, I don't even know who Baby Yoda is. <laughs> no, Baby Yoda is dating Laura Dern. Oh, like in the show? No, in real life. Wait, who's Laura Dern? Laura Dern from from Jurassic Park from um, she's uh, in Rise sorry yeah uh, the Last Jedi yeah 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 okay she was, she was being interviewed and they she asked said, what her thought was on Baby Yoda and she was like oh um, I think I saw him at a basketball game and they're like sorry and she's like yeah I'm pretty sure I saw him at a basketball game pretty oh. sure it was NBA and then they're like what what <laughs> and then she's interviewed by Stephen Colbert and she's like well you know how it is celebrity uh, celebrity culture, like you're seen at a basketball game with someone, and then the world's going crazy. Oh and my god! Twitter and the media, and sure, we've been hanging out, and you know what? It's kind of nice to be the taller person in a relationship. <laughs> and uh, I mean, she, he is fifty. She's just doubling down on it, and it's like, yeah, wow, Laura Dern and Baby Yoda. There is no try. The relationship only do. you never knew you wanted. <laughs> yeah, wow. She's she's coming back for a Jurassic Park movie. Is she? I believe so. Okay. I don't. I think I said it on a podcast. I'm not sure if it was on the Patreon. Someone's been logging in on my Netflix <laughs> and watching movies, and I I, I haven't reset the password because I'm now just generally interested in what people are watching to try to figure out who it is. <laughs> and someone watched Jurassic World, and uh, not a good movie. Do you think she'll light speed a truck through the new dinosaur to kill it or something like that? They're gonna have dinosaurs that are half humans. Half dinos. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be They've been wanting to do that. I know, I know. I haven't seen the last The Lost one. World, I think. Yeah, one day we'll talk about dinosaurs and Jurassic Park, but on this day, we will not. We're here to talk about The Empire Strikes Back. Um, watching this back on Disney Plus is is great that you can just click a button and all the Star Wars shows, movies are just instantly there. I, I love Disney Plus. I think it's awesome. You know, a nerdy thing that I think so many people would appreciate is if. You click on New Hope or Empire Strikes Back and it goes, do you want the 1980 yes, version? Do you yes. want the 1997 version? Do you want this version or this version? Yeah. I feel... I would have watched I the feel OG. nerds would, like, really appreciate that. Because, like, that. like, just looking this movie up, like, you know, I'm watching it and then something happens and I'm like, oh, what, how did they do that? Or who's that? Or mm. what's this again? And I quickly, like, Google something and it's like, well, this was then changed in 1997. I'm like, okay, well... Well, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I want to watch the original version. So, you're right. That would be a, a good idea for them to do, but I don't think that's ever going to happen. And before we go into it, um, and talking about different versions, yeah. there's talks of JJ releasing an extended oh, version God. of Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Would you be interested in seeing it, or are you kind of tapped out now? I'm definitely tapped out. Like, just let it go. Just let this let, go, man. Take your money and run. Honestly, dude. Just, JJ, move on to something else. You did it already on the, after the first fucking movie. Well, he didn't. He just, <laughs> he just didn't do anything. Yeah, exactly. So, sure. Um, release it on Disney Plus and I'll watch it. I think they're it. doing a theater release. Oh, no. They did it with no. Endgame. No. Money's... Yeah, I mean, there's money to there's money to do. They did it with all these Star Wars movies yeah. <laughs> in like the 90s, and yeah. they made them a lot of money. And that's when they realized, huh, we could make prequels and sequels and all these things. 
Um, but I, I know A New Hope is really the one that like started this all. But this movie, I feel like, is the one that made it the the pop culture phenomenon. That this is what is. made it into a, a saga rather <clears throat> yeah. than this just a, a sci-fi movie. This is now yeah. an epic series of films. Because uh, originally this was... There's so many things in this movie that are, are we're not sure that they would come back in a third one for mm. the Return of the Jedi. And there's so many things that they're like, fuck it, let's just say this. And then if we happen to make more of these movies, well then, hey, we got things that we threw in here. Yeah. And there's so much of that, which I feel like they didn't even, like Lucas was probably like, let's do this. Or whoever was like, let's do this and see what happens. And then years later, they connected to these other movies because, yeah. well, he said that in that movie. It makes sense <laughs> here, uh, which I think filmmakers could could do that. I, I'm a big fan of like Halloween and, and all these old school horror movies. There's so many times where it's so simple where it's like, well, there's no body. He's alive. <laughs> I feel there was there was a film and I'm blanking on which one it was because we've done so many shows recently yeah. that we talked about recently where the director was warned about putting something in and he's like, no, I'm putting it in there because... Oh, Gremlins. Was it Gremlins? Yeah. If we do a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> well, Gremlins, they just wanted the, the girl to talk about the Santa and the dead. The dead no, there was that. It was another one then where he deliberately put something in for a sequel, right. and they were like, "No, this makes no sense because there's no payoff." He's like, "Exactly." Yeah. Then we can pay it off if we get another one, and this one works. Make some money, baby. Okay, so Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. We start with the crawl, and it says, "Darth Vader is Luke's dad." <laughs> oh wait, no, that's Rise of Skywalker, where they just spoil something in the opening text. It is a dark time for the Rebellion. Although the Death Star has been destroyed, Imperial troops have driven the Rebel forces from their hidden base and pursued them across the galaxy. Evading the dreaded Imperial Starfleet, a group of freedom fighters led by Luke Skywalker has established a new secret base on the remote ice world of Hoth. The evil Lord Darth Vader, obsessed with finding young Skywalker, has dispatched thousands of remote probes into the far reaches of space. No, I remember exactly what it was. It was a new hope a new and hope. not killing off Vader. Yeah. Having him spin off. Of course, yeah. The the classic... Yeah. Which, of course, you can't kill that guy. No. Look at him. It's amazing. So, we're on Hoth, the snow planet. Uh, Luke is riding a Taunton, and he radios Han and says he wants to check out a meteor that's just landed, and gets attacked by a Wampa. <laughs> Essentially the, like, abominable snowman from the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It looks thing, exactly isn't like it? It? Yeah, the Yeti, essentially. The Yeti, yeah, yeah I, 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 another thing I've watched on Disney Plus is the Monsters, Inc. And oh, he, yeah. He looks like... So funny. These Pixar movies... Monsters, uh, Inc. is one of my favourite. Yeah, and Monsters University. Um, so funny. Also, uh, Toy Story 4 nominated for Best... Um, animated movie this year and if it doesn't win i'll be very upset oh, it's fantastic yeah. yeah uh this yeti looks exactly like that but he's kind of terrifying i i remember having the vhs set of these three uh movies the new hope empire and jedi and i remember like being scared of this like abominable snowman guy because neither of us can say the word abo- 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 snowman the yeti <laughs> the wampa 
Uh, yeah, this is terrifying where he gets attacked. I love it. And didn't he, like, scratch his face up for a specific yeah, reason? Yeah, so this scene was added because he uh, had a car accident in, I believe, 1979. So that's why in the Christmas special we talked about on yeah. Christmas Day, he's wearing so much makeup. It's crazy. He had, makeup. like, reconstructive surgery, all that on his face. Uh, so his face is still healing and it's still kind of scarred. So they used this scene to explain that. It's Blofeld. Yes. <laughs> um, we're at the base and Han and Leah, uh, Leia are worried about where Luke is. Han's like, right, my work is done. I'm going to go. And they have a bit of an argue. And Han's like, all right, I'll go and find Luke. Yeah, um, it's it's funny because I always watch these, these Star Wars movies and literally... I'm going to say before the new ones, I always found the acting really bad, okay. especially from Mark Hamill and okay. and Princess Leia. Like they're not good actors. Sorry. <laughs> but then I watch Harrison Ford and I'm like, dude, you're so far removed from some of these people. <laughs> Cause again, I, I think the best acting from all the main players and all the star Wars in the original are the best in this one. Maybe it's the writing in this one. Maybe it's the actual story it just feels better. I think the right, and they're more comfortable with each other yeah, now. Yeah. They, they know who they're working with. So the, the bickering between all of them right. works a lot better here. Yeah. I, I really, I, it's, it's really showing here that Han, uh, for me, Harrison Ford is kind of above still yeah. the other. And it's something you, you've got to say about the, the new ones, like them or not, the acting, the acting is, is way, way better. Way, way better. The yeah. dialogue is written so much better. Agree. Um, yeah, everyone is just, just shines, I think, yeah. in the new ones. We see Luke hanging upside down in the Wampers lair. This is very, like, Shelob with Frodo just hung upside down in a web. Um, and... He's about to be food. He's going to be food. He manages to force grab the lightsaber cuts off the arm of the to- of the Wampa and escapes on his Taunton. Um, Luke then sees Ghost Obi-Wan, who tells him to go to Dagobah to you find will- Master Yoda. <laughs> you will go to the Dagobah system. <laughs> <laughs> um, Han arrives and finds Luke kind of freezing to death. Yeah. Uh, just cuts open the Taunton so they can like live inside it for some warmth. I thought they smelled bad on the outside and then cuts them up and (laughs) goes inside. Uh, yeah, this was, this is cool. I mean, also because the last movie, it's all sand and, and like whatever. And then the first few minutes of this completely different and it's snow and you're like, Whoa, okay. Yeah. And it's right into action as well. Like, Whoa, they're in Canada. Cool. (laughs) Awesome. I do love that in star Wars. Whenever you find like a, a new world, uh, a new planet, a new hope. Um, a t- uh, X-Wing, Rogue Two, finds them and takes them back to base. Uh, Luke is in Zordon's chamber from Power Rangers, <laughs> uh, naked and just getting all those nutrients back in his body. Yeah. I had this toy for some reason. I had a lot of the toys. Okay. Like, I literally had so many fucking toys. But for some reason, I had this set where it's the robot, like, healing Luke. For so- I don't know why that was okay. a toy, but I swear I had it. This robot has that connects to that tube chamber thing. It's very strange, but he's healing Luke up. I think it's it's something that's explored a lot in in Star Wars, and why I don't think it was uh, spoilers if you haven't seen the new one, but why I don't think it was jumping the shark, bringing the Emperor back because so much of Star Wars has been like mechanical arms and and sort of these chambers that restore you yeah. and all stuff like that, and that. That's introduced... Healing. Right from the beginning. Steroids. Yeah. <laughs> Intergalactic steroids. 
Uh, Han and Leia are flirting a lot more. Leia calls him a scruffy-looking nerf herder. Who's scruffy-looking? <laughs> I love calling people that. I don't know what Me it means. Me too. It's fantastic. I don't know what, scru- like, obviously scruffy, because I, I am scruffy, but a nerf herder. And then she's like, you know how I'm going to, like, get under his skin and make him want me even more? I'm going to kiss my brother. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they don't know. They don't know yet. But she gives Luke a big smooch on the lips. I I mean, it's... And he's like, hey, hey! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, it's, it's weird because you don't know yet. So, like, imagine watching this in theaters. You're like, hey, maybe Luke and Leia are, like, a thing now. But watching this in 2020, you're like, oh... That's, yeah, like, I mean, um, Pornhub has come out and said that their number one search thing are, uh... Oh, damn, really? Uh, incestual-related uh, searches, which I find very odd, but, like, hey, you do you. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, so, maybe that's a thing. Also, Steven Spielberg and uh, George Lucas are boys, and, well, he had this great movie where where Luke and Leia kiss here... And Steven Spielberg is probably like, huh, that's a good idea. Incest. And then goes and makes Back to the Future, which then <laughs> really teases that in that with the dude and his mom. That's so it's a mess. Yeah, but Spielberg produces it. Okay. So he probably is like, hey, let's just fucking incest everything up. Like Vince McMahon's been trying to do that for a long time. <laughs> I feel this is something that the Emperor could have just used against Luke at the end. Just I'll to torture you. him. <laughs> just a, a montage of him making out with his sister. She didn't use tongue, though. <laughs> no, but it was... St- Long kiss on the lips. I mean, y- you can kiss family members on the lips, just no tongue, no, no, no church. This tongue, is the no kind tongue. of kiss your worst aunt always does to you when you're a kid and you're trying to avoid. You no, know, you know she's going to come up to you and try and cheek grab. Yeah, yeah. Um, we hear the Imperial March theme and see Vader on his new pimped out ship, um, looking out across the universe. Um, the probe droids have found the Rebel base. And Vader tells them all to go to Hoth to find Luke Skywalker. Go to Canada. Yeah. Um, Vega is in his egg seat. and <laughs> <laughs> The egg thing? The egg thing. The thing that closes, closes and, opens. and opens. Have you ever seen on the YouTube? YouTube video? Yeah, Darth Vader's a dick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just opens and closes. Those it. of you that don't know what we're talking about, look up Darth Vader's a dick. It's and really it's, funny. It's all these egg seat it's like someone re-edits the the clip of like so it's just him like being an asshole to people where it like closes and opens it's so funny he chokes out one of the admirals for failing him and he basically says like right guys you gotta plan an attack on that base um let's get it Leia has destroyed some rebel ships to take out uh Vader's ship and yeah so this is the attack on the base we've got uh ATATs are attacking Hoth the my notes are just... I'm noticing reading back so many autocorrects that I'm trying oh, to yeah. re-translate. I've got Tampa and both all over the place instead of Wampa and Hoth. Tampa. Tampa. Definitely not Hoth. Um, yeah, this is this is another like classic thing here where it's like the ATs or AT-ATs, whatever you call them. They come down and they're on the snow and then like the, the rebels launch their ships and it's this whole like crazy space battle that's happening... On this, like, snow planet. And I, I always think this is pretty cool. Uh, especially when Luke st- gets involved. Luke's like, alright, fuck this shit, I'm helping. And there's always, whether it's the the rebels or the bad guys, there's always some sort of power generator that someone needs to take out. I remember in Star Wars Battlefront, when you play this level, that's the uh, objective of the, the game. Just you take gotta out take power out generator. the power generator, you know? This is like kind of like the power generator in Pickering. 
uh, Ontario. Is that why you thought our fuses went the other day? You know, didn't you get the warning? Yeah, I just turned it off. All those warnings. I'm not, well, there's not of, much I can do now. I'm in bed. I'm in my I, pajamas. I was, I was like awake still. I was just falling asleep and my phone goes off. But I, my phone and another someone else's phone was beside my my head. And it just both went... Bram, 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 and I was like, still kind of lit. And I looked over and it's like, nuclear power plant? Like, please evacuate or whatever. Like, it was a warning. And I was like, well, this is it. Oh, but, maybe I should start reading them. I was like, this is it. And then... Under an hour later, they said, oh, sorry, that was a mistake. And that's why everyone in Toronto was freaking out this weekend. But, yeah, it's always the power generator. Um, so, yeah, the Rebels then use cables. I always love this when they kind of get these cables and run it around the legs of the yeah. uh, 80s to trip them over. This is classic. Yeah, this is classic. This was, like, reused in... In The Mandalorian. And, and in um, Spider-Man. He uses this and mentions that he saw this in this movie. Oh, really? In, okay. In the, in the episode, I forget who he does it to, but he he mentions it to Tony Stark that he saw this in Star Wars. Right. And he trips... Oh, I think it's Ant-Man. He trips up Ant-Man in, his, in uh, okay. Civil War. When you first see Spider-Man, right. Tom yes. Holland's Spider-Man, he webs up the giant Ant-Man when he's big, and he says that he saw it in this movie. And yeah, you're like, oh, awesome. That's cool. Uh, yeah, this is classic, where he trips them up. Um, super, super cool scene where he trips the thing. Because, like, obviously we're watching the Disney Plus versions, but, like, did they use miniatures for this? What did they do to get it to, like, crash yeah, and I fall don't know. down? It looked really cool. Yeah. looks awesome. Um, so Luke gets hit, and he crash lands his fighter. Han, Leia, C-3PO, and R2 escape on the Falcon and are chased by TIE fighters. So Han decides to fly through an asteroid field. <laughs> You're not really going to go through an asteroid field, are you? Yeah, uh, never tell me the odds. I like how uh, Leia is British in these films and what? American in the new ones. She's not British. She sounds pretty British in these films. No, I don't get that. I don't think so. She's just a bad actor. <laughs> but like she's not the greatest actor <laughs> um yeah i didn't i didn't get that i don't know maybe she doesn't it, sound american no i don't think and she does in the new one she's just got too much uh that hot snow up in her <laughs> nose <laughs> um c-3po starts telling him the odds of survival and he's don't tell me the never, odds. Never I'm tell. fucking solo. Yeah, the fuck I ran the Kessel Run in 12 parts. <laughs> um, Luke lands on Dogabar to yeah. look for Master Yoda. We see Vader who tells the admirals that he needs that ship, the Falcon, and he wants no excuses after he's told it's gone into the asteroid field. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Go after it. <laughs> There's a scene where he finally, Vader thinks he's got them, where he busts into the hot thing and they're not there so he's like pissed but um like trivia on this movie is there's there's a scene when he goes in to do this like the actor's not james Earl jones it's a different actor obviously but he's in the full suit and there was a wire and he didn't see it because he can't see shit in that and he just totally like eats shit but like i need to see this clip where is this (laughs) clip like oh sounds great yeah so vader's pissed now that they're gone so we're just seeing all these characters vader's searching for them uh, Han, Leia, 3PO, R2 are escaping. Luke's gone to Dogabar. Uh, and he finds... Uh, this well, little creature. At right now, yeah. It's just this green, weird creature. Um, Luke's telling him, I'm I'm looking for this great warrior. And he's like, great warrior looking, are you? Or however he says it. <laughs> Not bad. It's better than your Chewie. <laughs> My Chewie's great. Um... 
And I, I, I always like this. The, the whole scene of him getting there, you don't know what's happening. He, like, lands in, like, water, and then he's like, what the fuck? And there's, like, creatures. Swampy. And- yeah, it's gross. And then, like, this little, like, annoying Muppet starts talking to him and he's like yeah is this a jim henson yeah apparently he they they asked jim henson but um they went to like a like a different guy so it's the it's another one of the it's it's another guy who's famous for working on the muppets and everything um i believe the guy who plays yoda here is famous for fozzy bear okay from the muppets Uh, so yeah waka waka so um he's 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 a He's a pro puppeteer oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, even even here, the puppets are really cool, considering Yoda is not CGI in this movie. And then you watch the prequels, and he's totally CGI. Even though this is a 1980s puppet, it still looks cooler, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I, I think it looks great. Yeah, I think it looks way better than the CGI stuff. Um, and that shows, like you said, in the Mando, where they do use puppets for the Yoda, baby Yoda I mean, as well. It's CGI. one of the things with... Um with the prequels, yeah, you wouldn't be able to have the like badass lightsaber fighting sure. from Yoda, uh, which is really cool when you eventually see that. Yeah. But I agree, I much prefer seeing because um, they seeing do, the puppet. They do use puppets in some shots in the prequels, like they do, but it's, it's something something about it is not is not the same. But I really enjoy enjoy this. In fact, like Luke is in this like little hut and he's like waiting. It's like raining and shit. And, like, the the thing is Luke keeps, like, hitting his head, which took, like, a million shots, which he was pissed about. Um, but it's so small because the actual set um, was built like that so that the puppeteers were underneath. So, yeah, of course. So he's yeah. using all the, the, the stuff here, uh, which is cool because Luke is, like, doesn't know this is Yoda yet. So he's like, dude, shut the fuck up. Let and Yoda's <laughs> just teasing with him. Yeah. Um, really reminds me of Rafiki from The Lion King. Yeah, Man, yeah, where yeah. Where he's just... Talking all the time, <laughs> but it's kind of whimsical. And Rafiki's my favorite wise. character in that movie. He's yeah. great. Yeah, that's the film I want to see. They're both under the Disney banner now. Rafiki and Yoda. Wow, as like a buddy cop movie or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah, everyone what? listening is going. That sounds. Tough. Oh no, that sounds Rafiki, great. <laughs> Rafiki warns you, like, just move on, forget about your past. You know, be the be the person you need to be. Do whatever you want. Be happy. And Yoda's here to like. Uh, I don't know, teach you how to be a good person as well. Avoid anger. Yeah. Because anger leads, fear leads to anger, and anger leads it's to in the past. killing children. Ha ha! It's in the past! <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get more of Han flirting with Leia. Um, C-3PO cock blocks Han Solo. If you needed a reason to ever hate 3CPO, this is it. He finally, Han and, and Leia finally... Have they their start moment, making out and they in a kiss. Room closet. They kiss. They they, as far as we know, are not related, but they are kissing. <laughs> and C3PO comes in. And he's like, "Hey, what's going? Hey, on? guys, what's going on here? Oh, what are you oh, doing? Oh, don't mind oh. me. Just gonna grab this broom behind you, or whatever he's doing. <laughs> yeah, St- uh, cock blocked by a droid. Yes, essentially terrible. He got the smooch though. He did. Yeah, he did get the smooch. Um, two people who aren't smooching are Vader and the <laughs> Emperor. This is the first time, I believe, we've seen, been introduced Ooh, to the Emperor. Right. Um, so we realize Vader is working for someone else. There's a higher power. There's a higher power. He and- will join us or die. Mm. Right. And Vader's got the best lines in this movie. Because yeah. all his lines are the ones that people still say to this day. And things like, he will join us or die, is famous to me. 
Uh, yeah, I like this. But this isn't Ian McDermott. Yeah, it is. Is it not? This is the this is the remastered version. If we had oh, okay. if we had what we were jo- talking about, the OG OG, he was not in this movie. So he started in Jedi. Yeah, he was he was added in after. Like he he, all these are him. But I'm I'm pretty sure it was someone else that they edited in after. When you because this is just the hologram. This is just like him talking. You don't yeah, see, yeah you don't see him no. physical form, do you? Yeah, it's just yeah. the hologram. Okay. Um. <clears throat> so we hear there is a great disturbance in the Force. I have felt it. We have an enemy. The boy who destroyed the Death Star is the offspring of Anakin Skywalker. The the son of Skywalker must not become a Jedi. If he could be turned, he could be a powerful ally. Mm. So they're going to try and turn... Turn... (laughs) What's the name? Luke Skywalker. Bad. Heel. They're going to turn him heel. They're going to get him to join the Nightmare Collective, the Dark (laughs) Order, whatever it is. They're going to give him a free car. They're going to give him 49% licensing of the Empire. They're going to give him all this shit just to join. Um, It's it's tough because if I'm like a kid who grew up in fucking sand my whole life, poor as fuck, and now I'm like fighting in space battles and people are telling me I have force powers... And then some scary fucking dude in a giant black all thing comes down to me and says, look, dude, uh, you should join us. It makes sense. You should join us. I'm probably going to join because, like, my life has been shit. I got to, like, think of, like, huh, I was living in sand. You could probably kill me. I'll just join you. I feel like I'd just join you. I'd be okay up until this point because I'm like, hey, that girl just kissed me. (laughs) (laughs) When you find out she's your sister, then I'm joining. What do you need me to do? Give me that red lightsaber. (laughs) Call me Darth Luke. (laughs) (laughs) Well, doesn't Darth Vader mean like dark father? Isn't that what it translates to? Because, like, I'm pretty sure that's why they gave him the name. They they told you in the first movie, like, yeah, this guy's your dad. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get to that. So, we now see Yoda talking to Ghost Obi-Wan. And he's saying, I cannot teach him. The boy has no patience. And Obi's going, look, he will learn patience. Oh, he has much anger in him, like his father. And we learn that Yoda has been training Jedi for 800 years. Yeah, he reveals to Luke, like, you see Yoda. And he's like, you know of him? You know him? Where is he? And then he... And this is what... um, what Jesse from the Six was mad about, because it's like, if he's been training Jedi for 800 years, and Baby Yoda's only 50, right? That's he wouldn't look as old as this. Well, no, because in season two of The Mandalorian, that they're probably working on, we're probably going to start seeing Baby Yoda go through like some changes, like start growing up, so that by the time he's yeah, 100... Yeah, but if he's still a baby at 50, yeah, that means by the time he's 100, he'll be like two, which means by the time he's 800, he'd be like 16. Right. Well... And continuity, uh, yeah, continuity errors, but but um, also we're just going about like biology as we know it. Yeah, not we don't know what these not Yoda, these Yoda biology. Yeah, we don't know that Yoda could be like you know what I'm tired of being a baby and then use the force on himself and be old again. But he does say that he's been training Jedi for 800 years. That's a long time long to be time. a teacher. Yeah, you <laughs> like that's a retirement plan, fam. So Luke says, "Look, I want you to teach me. I'm not afraid." He goes. You will be. Ooh. You will be. Damn. Um, we now get uh, Yoda on the back of Luke 
This is this Classic. image always like sticks out. Classic. So. The training. Yeah. You got some eighties music in the montage. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Push it to the limit. Um, he's asking the difference between the good side and the dark side. We learn that the Jedi use the Force for defense and knowledge, never for attack. Uh, Yoda tells him to go into a smoky cave. <laughs> I would definitely go into the smoky cave. <laughs> Looks lit. Uh, Luke goes in there and sees Darth Vader. Um, both pull out their sabers, start to fight. Luke cuts Vader's head off, and then like the the mask of the helmet is smashed. And it's Luke's own head. He's like, "What?" Inside it, it was a vision. Oh, this Yo- is this is lit because all the smoke was going into his face, and apparently, this is just terrible to, to film because right. <laughs> there's, there's smoke in your eyes, literally. This thing looks really cool, I think, and definitely has a a darker feel to the film than A New Hope. Yeah, when he when all of a sudden it like he, the training, and then it stops, and there's like he looks at this little like cave thing and he's like what's in there and Yoda's like only what you take with you and then he goes in and it's like slow-mo yeah you're right it's very dark and 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 it's kind, kind of scary yeah like, I'd say it's the first real like scary moment we've had because you're like whoa is, is he just coming out of this cave or is this a vision because you think it's a vision and then it, it reveals it is but you're right it is kind of spooky but we're also <clears throat> it's hard watching it with with like hindsight yeah. because we don't know if we can trust Yoda at this point. This could all have all been like a a trap. I would trust Yoda. He seems like you're just that one crazy uncle. <laughs> like your drunk uncle who, you know, lives by himself. In cave. Yeah, like that one drunk uncle who maybe sounds and talks and looks like Yoda. Who like, you know what, on Christmas and, and family holidays, he's a sweetheart. He'll give you that 50 bucks cash for your birthday and be like, go, you know, go spend Are you talking about money. the guy that gave you the henny? <laughs> no, but like... <laughs> Shout <laughs> out my uncle. uncle. we're talking about? No, but like that one single uncle <laughs> who just lives by himself on, in a shack on Dagobah, who's just like... He doesn't mean any harm. He, he is, his his ways and his he might look different and sound different and do things a little bit differently. But he's he's there to help. Okay. I didn't. I I never got bad vibes from Yoda. Even as a kid, I was like this little green little fucking Muppet. Yeah, I fuck with that. Let's do that. I'm a big fan of the Muppets too. But I I, I always trust Yoda. Look at this little green little fuck. <laughs> look at this green fuck. We see Darth Vader talking to some bounty hunters and says there will be a substantial reward for whoever takes the Millennium Falcon. We see uh, yeah. Boba Fett for the first time and a droid, an IG droid, very like IG-11 from Mandalorian. Yeah, there's also this other like bounty hunter thing that we've seen in the Star Wars universe, uh, specifically in like the video games and stuff. Um, I think they call him Bosk or something like that. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not too sure, but um, trying to look up the thing because I remember him in, in video games and stuff like that a lot. And I had to look up um, this bounty hunter and I found out that the costume was borrowed. They're like, ah, this would be funny from a, a another movie or show that's tying into something we will be reviewing on our Patreon this very week. Doctor Who. Yeah, oh, apparently nice. the bounty hunter Bosk or whatever this lizard face bounty hunter was a costume from a 1960s Doctor Who that Crazy. they they were like, fuck it, let's bring this in here yeah. and put it in the background. So I think that's awesome. Um, the bounty hunter thing here is such oh, maybe even a throwaway scene, but then changes the course of Star Wars down the line. Yeah, I've never really thought anything of this <clears throat> this scene. It's just Vader, your baddie, with like he's hiring few, few dudes. He's like, right, I want you to to get him. And yeah. now, after watching Mandalorian, and like, you know Whoa. about the guild and like ooh, how bounty hunting it's works crazy. and all that. 
yeah, this film has a lot more weight, which is pretty cool. I yeah, think. this is, I mean, technically this is the actual debut of Boba Fett. Because in the New Hope, I don't think you see him in the OG in the in his, the remaster. His debut is in the Christmas. Special. Yeah, his debut is in the Christmas special. Shout out Christmas special in that cartoon. That's technically his debut. Yeah. Um, because and in, then they added him in. Yeah. To New Hope, they added as him like in a after character. But here is when you first see him. You first hear his voice. He's got like five lines in this movie. In fact, in this Disney Plus version. It's his his lines are redubbed by the actor who plays Django Fett in the prequels. Oh, really? I recognize the voice, and I looked it up. I was like, "Of course, they yeah. fucking did that shit." But it's cool to see Boba Fett here. You don't even know his name. They don't say his name in this movie. Nope. They just call him the bo- a bounty hunter. But if you watch Christmas Special, you know exactly ah, who it is. True. You'd be ahead of the curve back yeah. in 1979. Damn. Uh, we see Yoda, uh, sorry, Luke training with Yoda again. He's doing the standing on one hand with Yoda on his foot. And this is lit. He's trying to float some rocks. See, like Yoda, I told you, Yoda is like going to this smoky cave. Luke comes out and now he's doing handstands and shit. That's what happens when I go into smoky caves. I'd love if this was uh, like Wolf of Wall Street. You know where you see Leo, how he thinks he's driving the car. And then you see him how he actually is. So he's like gone in, he's smoked all this stuff in this cave. He comes out, he's like, yeah, I can float rocks and stand on my hand. Then we see the real one and he's just like... Like collapse on the floor, drooling, just throwing rocks in the air. It's on that that space. That spice, sorry. spice, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yoda wants him to try and lift his ship from the swamp. And Luke's like, ah, I'll try. And he's like, do not try. You do or do not. There is no try. Yes, famous, famous line by Yoda. If you learn anything in the Star Wars saga series, that, like, they do try to put in little things here that you learn messages. He's... He says it a lot to me when I drop the ball on Pimble. So like, do or do not. There oh, is no truth. really? Does his voice yeah. pop up there? Nice. Yeah. Yoda uh, talks about the Force. He says it's energy that surrounds us and binds us and tells him to use the Force. Midichlorians. All the midichlorians. And Luke's like, all right, I think I understand. And tries to lift the ship. Kind of gets it up a bit. He lifts it out the swamp. Yeah. Yeah. He, he does a little bit. He does a little bit. It's it's the you know why he didn't do it the whole way it's the smoking cave well it's, they're <laughs> waiting for that payoff like forty years from now yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I, I think this is iconic him training with Yoda and doing all I that. love these swamp scenes yeah you know? yeah it's it, really cool when you think of Star Wars I always think of of him tr- and and Yoda is such a polarizing character in, in pop culture again even today with baby yoda and here luke is training doing flips with the little creature on his back doing handstands raising the thing it's classic like sci-fi classic stories he's training and it's cool it's it's awesome uh han says they are gonna go to someone for some help they're asking if they trust him and he's like no i don't but i know he has no love for the the empire and they get away in like they, they they're almost done for but then he he uses the Falcon to like stay on the their Empire on ship, yeah. and then when they dump their garbage, he floats off with it, which yeah. is very smart, super smart. Like that's a, a great, he's, he's cl- great at flying. Because Leia was giving him shit, like this is a terrible idea. And then when the garbage gets released and he floats away, she's like, "Oh wow!" And then she just gives him a kiss and is like, "Okay, you're smarter than you look," because that was genius. But someone else who is maybe more genius is the bounty hunter. Because he he was watching he and was watching. secretly follows them in his badass ship. By the way, oh yeah, the the bounty hunter ships are awesome. It's one of the things I as well like. Solo is 
by no means one of my favourite Star Wars films. Yeah. But I like we now talking about, do you trust him? He's like, no, but like, <laughs> we've got this kind of relationship. And that is explored quite well in Solo, because yeah. Lando keeps on being a shit, but for some reason they keep on being tied together. He's like, look, uh, I became, I knew this guy, we were friends, I became Harrison Ford, and he became Childish Gambino. So, <laughs> I don't know if I can trust him. Calling it. New Japan right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I enjoy this, because as soon as, um, I feel like from this point on, like, uh, Han and, and Leia going to Cloud City to meet this, this Lando, mm. that's classic Star Wars too, by the way. Like, well, we should go here to meet this person or yeah. this person. And you're like, whoa, okay, who is this going to be? And, like, that's classic Star Wars. Like, even... Every film. Yeah. Babu you, Frick. Yeah, Babu Frick, the, right? Like, uh, what? Guillermo del... Not Guillermo. Benicio del Toro. Yeah. Like, every film It's classic, it. like, okay, well, this person can help me. Let's go there yeah. or something like that. So, um, but I, f- from this point on, I'm like, I don't know how you can not look... Not focus on this movie because, like... From Cloud City to the end of this movie, which all kind of takes place on Cloud City, it's just, like, amazing storytelling, amazing everything from this point on. So Luke is still upside down, and he has a vision of Han and Leia, and he falls. He says, I saw a city in the clouds. Um, My friends were in pain. He's looking into the future, and Luke asks if they are going to die. He needs to help them. He needs to leave. But Yoda's saying, look, if you leave, you're going to... Like, things are going to be worse. But Yoda's kind of a dick here, because Yoda's like, hey, like, he says to Luke, with this, with these powers, you can see the future, the present, the past, you can see it all. And Luke's like, huh, cool. And then Luke sees the future and is like, oh, shit, my friends are dying. And Yoda's like, well, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. And he's like, well, well, no, why dude. Why did you tell me yeah, to tell the future? Why did you tell me to do that, then? Um, Han and Leia get to Cloud City. Uh, Lando... <laughs> Gets there and he's like, oh, you got some fucking nerve, you little prick. Lando Calrissian. Lando Calrissian. Uh, then he hugs him and they're all happy. Uh, they allude to their past a little bit and goes, hey, what have you done to you- my ship? Your I was like, your ship? ship? I'm like, you lost it, you dickhead. Mm, yeah. Which we know how. Which we know how yeah. now. Uh, Cloud City is lit as fuck. Cloud City is my favorite uh, Star Wars. Holiday like- destination. If I, oh man, ah, I, I, I don't know. About, no, you, I mean you'd be up in the clouds. I'm always up in the clouds, so I think it's fitting. But I think uh, I think Cloud City is the coolest uh, set place mm. that they ever go to in the whole in the whole saga universe. Uh, Lando pervs on Leia a little, a, a little, yeah, quite a lot, a lot all. Um, <laughs> and, and, and Han calls him all right, all right, you old smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, C-3PO gets shot at and captured. Uh, Luke still wants to leave and Obi-Wan and Yoda are both like, no, don't do that. You'll turn bad. You're going to be a bad guy if you go and help them. If you honor what they fight for, you can't go after them. And Luke's like, nah, mate, (laughs) I'm going to go anyway. (laughs) My friends are dying. Uh, I'm not staying here in your little shack with your bone soup stew. And then he gets in the X-Wing. And he fucks off. Yeah, and uh, Yoda's saying, don't give in to hate, it leads to the dark side. And they're like, that boy is our last hope. Yeah, and it's Yoda, go, Yoda and Obi-Wan. Yoda and Obi-Wan are talking, and they go, no, there is another. There is another. Who's the other hope? Exactly. This Ooh. is this is another throwaway comment, what I was mentioning. This is the, this is the main one, obviously. Mm. Yoda just saying that makes you go, 
What? What? Who's this other one? Who? Obviously. It's Harry Potter. <laughs> it's Ray. Yeah. Mysterio. <laughs> uh, it's Ray down the line. No, um, I think he's obviously talking about Princess Leia. Yes. Obviously, because they know that they're, they're, they're brother and sister. Yeah. yeah. Um, Luke is... Uh, sorry, Leia is worried about C-3PO, and Han is like, I, don't worry about it, he'll be fine, trust him. Uh, Chewie manages to uh, get C-3PO, and sorry, my, my notes are all, spell all checking. over the place here. Yeah. Well, they're, they're on Cloud City, and they think they're safe, and they think they're with... They're they're with good people, mm. and Lando's like, "Hey, y'all want y'all want some refreshments? Let's go. Come on over. Come down to my dining room. We're gonna have some some dinner. We're gonna have some drinks. We're gonna get lit." And they're like, "Yeah, that that, that sounds nice. Let's do that." And then they go in, and the doors open, and it's fucking Darth Vader. Yes, and Boba Fett. Yeah, so they're just chilling. They've been screwed. Oh, nice of you to join us. Oh, boy. Um, so this is pretty cool because uh, Harrison Ford, Han Solo, classically just... Th- you don't see much of um, Darth and Solo because, like, they're never really... No. Their, their story isn't there. But this is the one scene where Harrison uh, Han just starts shooting at him, no effect, gets the gun pulled out of him, and, uh, well, he's going to turn over Han to Boba Fett. I did notice in this scene as well there were, like, these creatures that looked like Quill. Oh yeah, and we learned in the Mandalorian that he was that Quill was sort of a slave and had to work for the Empire. People, yeah, um, but hadn't never paid attention to this until now when you recognise the creatures, which again is another reason why I think Mandalorians been fantastic yeah a lot of lando's like crew and helpers are like weird looking like they're humanoid yeah. humanoids <laughs> or robots or clones um originally uh, to me it remi- cloud city reminds me of the cloning place um from attack of the clones yes. it's even up in the clouds it's got same ships same kind of layout same designs um i think the original plan was for lando to be a clone Lando was supposed to be uh, a div- it was a different okay. name and, he, and it was supposed to be Lando something and he's a he's he this whole area this whole cloud city is the cloning place yes so there there was like that kind of tie in there so that could relate to these, it was meant it was helpers. the uh, the character from uh, the Christmas special who kept recurring yeah that's, he was yeah. meant to be Lando yes exactly oh that guy was terrible <laughs> oh Billy D here is way better here uh, um, Lando's basically saying look I'm sorry I didn't know there wasn't really anything I could do they're like they what got, the fuck Lando first. he's like look they got here before you did I had no choice um, and then it's, the, you the, it's you and me basically yeah. and I'm picking me to uh, so Vader's like alright here you go Boba Fett you can take Han Solo, and he's like, now, now, load up the princess and and Chewbacca and the others. And Lando's like, whoa, 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 we had a deal. You said you were just going to take Han. I have altered the deal. Pray I do not alter it any further. Oh, I love saying that to people. Someone's <laughs> like, whoa, we had a, we, no, I have altered. It's me at nine. <laughs> I have altered the deal, and I pray I do not alter it any further. Is basically fuck you. By Darth Vader. Again, great lines by Vader in this. Uh, I love this. I love this whole thing. Also, it ties in that Boba Fett really wants Han. Yeah. He's like, yo, I fucking got a bounty on this fucking guy from Jabba the Hutt, and uh, I I want it here. Um, and this kind of ties in the, the little history between uh, Boba Fett and, and Han Solo, because, yeah, they go and they add 
Boba in A New Hope, and there's like a nod in the cantina where uh, Harrison, for, or Han, I keep saying Harrison, Han like kind of looks over at Boba Fett and there's like a, a like a nod mm. like they know each other they have history and um do you know why this character is named Boba Fett? No. Um because a movie Harrison Ford did a few years earlier American Graffiti mm-hmm. his character was Bob Falfa. So they're like yo let's just like That's make it a cool play enough. on that Boba okay. Fett Bob cool. Falfa. Yeah. Uh so in fact watching the movie solo I kind of wish they had the Mando the, the the Boba Fett more in that movie. Well, well, that film ends with yeah. him going off to Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, so um, I guess that which I guess if Solo Two was to happen, he would, would have be been very it. much tied in with the Hutts and Boba Fett. Because because now Boba Fett is working here with with um, Vader, and they're like, yeah, we got we fucking got this bounty. So uh, it, it's cool. This whole again, this whole Cloud City, the sets where like they they get ambushed in the dinner thing. Everything in the set of Cloud City looks crazy. Um, not like it's not CGI. It's actually just like w- there's a lot of like white. Uh, I don't know. It stands out to me when I think of Star Wars. I think of these specific like sets, and they look so amazing. And like this movie had, I think, like almost seventy sets designed for this movie. Seventy, like almost yeah. seventy. That's crazy for that, one yeah. movie. That's insane. So. Um, I think again once once they get to Cloud City, this movie is in another level compared to any mm. of the other ones. Just because the visuals are so stunning, and it's 1980, like crazy, and they're not using CGI on on these sets, and it just looks so so sick. Love love it. So Han is going to be frozen, and Chewie's losing his goddamn mind here. <laughs> he's got he's got a smoke detector in his cage. <laughs> he put Chewie in a cage. And he's just yelling, yelling, and it's just this beeping noise, and he's like, fuck off. And Han's like, you need to save your strength, chill out, because you have to look after the princess. That's where we get the famous line, I love you. I know. I know. Yes. As they get- Han is carbonite, frozen. Carbonite freezing. Um, they, Vader says that he it's a trap for Skywalker to come, mm. and that when he gets here, he's going to freeze Skywalker but he wants to make sure that this thing works and that he doesn't kill him. So we're going to test it out on Han Solo. And Boba Fett's like, whoa, whoa, whoa dude, 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 uh, I need this guy alive. And he's like, look, if he dies, I'll pay you whatever whatever the bounty is. So he's alive. Uh, he's alive. He's just hibernating yeah. right now. So they go into this carbonite freezing, the classic scene here where Han is lowered in and he's frozen into I don't know, like carbonite. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck carbonite is, but it, it's that's what he turns into. Mm-hmm. Uh, he turns into our shower curtain. He does, yeah. We have the Han Solo frozen shower curtain. Uh, yeah, this is epic. The I love you, I know. This is like the best line in... And great call back in the new film. Yeah, definitely, mm-hmm. 100%. Um, I, again, Harrison Ford is just so fantastic. He's so cool. I don't know any other character ever that has the cool factor of Han Solo. Yeah. Like it's really hard to make make your character. It's like it's like wrestling. To get a baby face that's cool is so hard to do, but Harrison Ford somehow manages to do that with Han Solo. And he's he's getting frozen and you're still like, "Oh, look at this fucking guy. He's so fucking cool. He's about to die or get frozen." And this girl says, "I love you." And he's like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> what? So what? And then gets frozen. So Luke arrives. Leia's yelling at him, It's a trap! It's a trap! A line we hear a lot <laughs> in the Star Wars universe. Um, Vader is... The st- Force is strong with you, young Skywalker, but you're not a Jedi yet. 
they start to have a little lightsaber fight. Uh, Lando is trying to help, but Chewie is choking him out because he's mad. Yeah. It's like, Lando, you fucked over Han. Yeah. And Lando's going, there's still a chance to save Han! As he's being... Save him. He's not dead. Away. And they're like, wait, what do you mean? Yeah. He's like, well, he's not dead. You see, Harrison Ford didn't sign on for the third movie, so we weren't sure if we could kill him or not yet, <laughs> so we put him in this. Therefore, if he didn't sign on, we could say that he's dead. And if he did come back for the third one, then we would unfreeze him. Yeah. That's basically what Lando was saying to Chewie <laughs> there. <laughs> Uh, during the fight with Vader, um, he's telling Luke that only your hatred can kill me. And he's trying to turn him to the dark side. He's force throwing shit at him. Uh, he, in- he drops him in the carbonite thing. He thinks he's got him. He's like, oh, I guess you're you're not as good as, good as I th- thought I yeah. was. But then Luke just flies out of it. Impressive. Most impressive. Uh, while they're fighting, Luke's arm gets cut off. Oh. If you think the British hate star uh, hate fingers, <laughs> Star Wars hates arms. They hate hands. They hate limbs. limbs they just hate any limb. anything on your body that can be cut off. They will cut it off. Um, yeah, this whole fight scene. We just did the prequels, and a lot of people, a lot of our listeners, and our, us, I believe, said that the Obi Wan versus Anakin lightsaber duel on uh, Mustafar, mm. the, the lava place, is the most epic lightsaber battle. But I kind of think this is, um, in my opinion, because. The, the sets here, again, make it so cool. There's, like, lights that... There's a scene where Luke, like, thinks he's escaped, and he's, he turns on these... He's in a light tunnel, mm. and he, like, goes through it. And then he drops down, and then it's dark, and there's lights buzzing, and then Vader shows up again. And I don't know. There's something way more epic about this. And here, they're not doing the windmill lightsaber shit, mm. but it's still a really cool... It's, yeah. It's also shot, like, fucking beautifully with the... The lights and the shadows here are like everything. I think that's what makes this movie so different for me is the way it's shot or the way it looks because it's it doesn't come off campy. This this movie, at least no. this, this these and scenes. It's, it's not Lucas either directing. Yeah, this, this is no. Irving Kushner. Yeah, it's it's really crazy. It's really awesome. This epic this epic thing with Vader and and Luke is is obviously like the most talked about thing in star wars like to this day because it's the epic line that's about to come but i i think leading up to it is even more it makes it even more yeah. impactful because you have this this crazy fight scene and vader's like this is the first the fight scene in the first one with ben and uh vader that's not a really no. a duel they're just like kind of bashing they're just you know yeah jousting a little <laughs> but here they're they're like fighting and i think it looks really awesome it's, it's definitely stepped up a lot since the last the, one the scenery is just fantastic um so he 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 pushes him like through a window yeah and like the wind because they're in cloud city it's like it's it's fucking crazy and yeah he gets his his hand cut off and you're just like holy shit what the fuck is he gonna die and this is where we get probably the most famous moment in says, star wars has a lot of them join me i'll never join you obi-wan Never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He, he told me you killed him. No. I am your father. No! <laughs> That's impossible! Now, this is one of those crazy <laughs> things. It's such a famous line, but everyone gets it wrong. Yeah. Everyone yeah. thinks the line is, Luke, I am your father. Right. And it's not. Is that a Mandela thing? Is that what you call kind it? Kind of, right? yeah, yeah. Mandela effect. Everyone thinks it's Luke, I am your father. But is it, that's not it at all. He says, uh, "He told me you killed him. I am your father. No, I am your father. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, awesome line. Um, no one knew this was coming. Like, I think four people were, that worked on this movie know, knew that this fucking thing was right. happening. Um, even the guy who made the line, I think, didn't... It was the, the, the James Earl Jones mm. didn't know because the line, I think, was spliced from different oh, okay. lines. So they didn't even know. In fact... Um, um, who, Mark Hamill tells an amazing story that when they went to the premiere of this movie, he sat with Harrison Ford and Harrison Ford leaned in during this shot and was like, you didn't tell me that. What the <laughs> fuck? Like, whoa, what are you talking about? Whoa, that kind of changes everything. In fact, I'll sign on for the third. Yeah, he's now. like, whoa, okay, you got me. All right, interesting, interesting. Um, like, so many people didn't see this coming. Um, it's like a classic, like, this was before, this is 1980, and think of so many years later of what people do for their movies to save spoilers. Mm. Like things like Harrison Ford returning in um, The Force Awakens. His character, uh, spoilers, comes to a, a, his death. And like that was a like, huge thing. And people didn't want that spoiled. Like, how did you get not let that slip that, oh, Vader and Luke are there? I think it would have been easier then. Yeah, obviously. No, no Twitter. No exactly. Twitter. No internet. Um, <laughs> A lot easier then. A lot of things are easier with no Twitter. Um, I, I think this is like crazy epic watching this. It's so awesome. But also, what is, it's a big reveal, but you watch them back and it's telegraphed. Yeah, like, definitely. It's You can put it together. 100%. Uh, um, it's not just out of nowhere for the sake of, let's make him your dad. From A New Hope, it's it's kind of telegraphed once you know it. Yeah, it, when, when it happens, you're like, oh, that it's makes like a lot of sense. sense. With the reveal. You yeah, look yeah. back and you go, oh, okay. Yeah, it definitely does. Uh, Vader is like, yo, together we can rule. Like, join me. We could take out the Emperor. He has a vision where you kill him. Vader and son. Yeah. Take the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> we can be chill. We can do this. Come with me. And Luke is like, fuck. This is where I'd be like, yo, I didn't have my dad my whole life. And now this guy who's been trying to He's kill this me. Motherfucker. This motherfucker. This is my dad? Yeah. Fuck. Daddy issues, man. Uh, so Luke decides to just drop down this shaft. He's got a smirk first. With yeah. one hand, he's like, fuck you. Fuck you, dad. Fuck you, dad. You're not my real dad. <laughs> Drops down. Uh, Lando and Leia rescue him. And we Vader... Uh, force times Luke I think it's been dubbed <laughs> from the new from the new films and he's going join me it is your destiny son <laughs> Luke is pissed he's going Ben why didn't you tell me come on Ben it's like because you keep calling me Ben Moby one <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, this this also shows you because like he's he when he drops he falls down this like slide thing yeah falls through a trash thing and then he's hanging for his dear life on off cloud city like just hanging with one hand and Leia and and Lando and Chewie have already escaped in the Falcon but Leia has like a pre- like forced time and she's like whoa I know where Luke is so that tells you instantly like oh wait a second like Leia seems to be force, force sensitive. sensitive yeah so she turns around she's like I know where he is and sh- she knows exactly where he is so clearly it tells you here that there's something going on with Leia as well yes if you were smart you would be like oh maybe that's the person Yoda was talking about mm. maybe there's a connection there and then they they save Luke and they're about to do the the hyperdrive the the what is it the space the flying light speed light speed yeah, yeah but it doesn't work this whole movie and it's still not working here Ooh. so they're they're stuck they're stuck um, Luke gets a new hand. <laughs> well, they use the they use the the thing here because it's revealed that when the Falcon landed on Cloud City, Lan- Harrison uh, Harrison Han tells Lando like, "Hey, fix this." 
but it's then revealed Vader's like, did they did they break their hyperdrive? He's like, yes, yes, my lord. They uh, disconnected their hyperdrive. So then they're like, fuck. So Chewie fixes it, and then finally they, they go into light speed. And that's the classic, like, Star Wars, like, the, the lights moving. And they escape. And Vader's pissed. They escape. The credits roll. Star Wars theme hits. The end. That's it. Yeah. The Empire struck back. The Empire struck back. They cut Luke's fucking hand off. They cut my fucking hand off. Uh, yeah, this is this movie's awesome. This movie's epic. This is what I think of sci-fi kind of classic. I'm not super into this genre, but obviously it's Star Wars. I grew up watching it. But even going back and watching this one, watching all of them, this one stands out to me yeah, so it, much. It really does. It really like, just pops off. Uh, I, I, watching this back, the first 30 minutes on Hoth, I'm like, oh, I've seen this a million times. I'm like chilling, kind of on my phone watching it. And then it like, starts to like pick up and pick up and pick up and just keeps escalating. And whereas like, I wasn't on my phone, I'm just watching. And I'm like, this is, this is really awesome. Um, it sets up everything later on like a new hope is the first one it tells you shit that you need to know lightsabers the force all that stuff it sets up everything but this like literally makes the whole rest of the universe kind of make sense yeah and that's interesting because although everyone like praises this film now yeah uh critics were kind of divided initially because of that, because George Lucas says he hates this. Hated really? this movie. This is how you know Lucas is f- fucked up. Lucas, Lucas says he he watched this and he was like, "People are gonna hate this one. I'm gonna be in trouble now." And then it turns around and everyone's like, "Oh, this is the best one." He's I, like, Fuck. "I don't think there was any confirmation of a third film." No, coming there, out of this. Uh, uh, I, I I did read that um, there there was plans for a third one and it. Is depend. It's all depending. It depends on the success yeah. of this one. Yeah, yeah. It's not like now you've got a trilogy's coming. Coming. Well, out. they didn't do that with the newest trilogy, did they? Where well, they're they like, "Hey, directors, they who wants plan. to do this?" But at least they had it. It yeah. like penned in. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and because of that, it divided um people initially. New York Times said it's a nice and inoffensive film, and no one in it need be ashamed of it. Like, there's nothing bad with it, but it feels like reading the middle of a comic book. Sure. Which, obviously, now, it's like, yeah, that's good. That's how it's intended. The best part of a conference. But if you come out of that film and you go, is there another one? What? Like, right. it ends... Your heroes have kind of failed here, although it's they're literally, safe. It's literally called Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. It's literally telling you what's going to happen. Like, I don't understand how I, someone would write that as a I feel we're much more in an age now where we're used to trilogies. We expect a trilogy. A sure. new superhero film comes out, we expect there to be a sequel yeah. and a third one. Whereas here, I don't think that was as common. So I, I feel it would have felt kind of weird coming out. Um, yeah, as I said, a lot criticised that there was no real beginning or end to this film. Uh, Gene Siskel of the Chicago Tribune said that at times the visual effects were poor and Lando wasn't develop, developed enough to be an interesting character. However, said these complaints were trivial compared to the strength of the film. Uh, which are considerable and sometimes even majestic. Yeah, well, majestic is how I like would describe the the look of these yeah. these movies. Everything looks so real, it, more more so the sets to me. But uh, I mean, a lot of people's reviews, I guess, have changed on this movie Absolutely, over the yeah. years. Considering this is considered the best one, it won the Academy Award for Best Sound. And John Williams won uh, for composing the BAFA. Uh, which is the uh, a British British Academy for uh, Film Arts, which I think now is BAFTA. 
Okay. They include TV. Well, I mean, yeah, this is epic. This is the epic Star Wars. John Williams is fantastic. Um, who's returned for the Rise of Skywalker, who's, he has been nominated again this year for an Academy Award. So, uh, it wouldn't be the same without him. Some people, uh, watching all these back, some people call Star Wars almost like a epic sci-fi opera. And it kind of really is because of John Williams. He sets the score and all the dialogue is kind of the the, the opera to yeah. me. I, I find it very like that. Uh, yeah, I think this is definitely the best Star Wars movie. It sets up everything. It has – everything is so uh, perfectly imperfect. I, I think this one is, is, is the most fun to watch. Uh, and whenever the bad guy wins in a movie, it instantly makes the movie – why do you think Rocky was such a success? Because he loses mm. in the end, he wins technically. He wins technically loses, but he still wins. I feel a lot prefer Infinity War to Endgame. Yeah, me too. I I prefer I prefer that to Endgame's crazy and amazing and epic and oh fuck. But like Infinity War, you're left like oh shit, what? That's kind of how this this is here. Um, I I really enjoy this movie. Do you have some box office notes? There? Yeah, uh, I did read also that George Lucas kind of did this thing where he bet a lot of himself on this movie doing well. And in like the first few days of this movie kind of uh, coming out, he made he, he made the right... Cash his chips. Yeah, he yeah. made the right call. Um, and then I think even took $5 million from something he made from this and gave it out to other people because he was like, yo, this movie's going to make me a lot of money. It's going to make me billions of dollars down the line. I think this is the one that kind of set it off into thing. Um, I'm reading that the budget for this movie was $18 million. And uh, it's it's already like domestic two two hundred and nine million uh, worldwide. This movie has four hundred million. Like and and that's not including like the 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 re releases in the yeah. theaters because those did I think like those did so well that they created more of these see. movies. Yeah, in, I went like to see them. I had the fucking VHS DVD sets and I still went to see these fucking movies in theaters. So like, yeah, these movies just crushed. Um, and, and look at it today. Like, it, people buy the the DVDs, the Blu-rays, the, the toys, the thing. Does that all p- go into account from, from these things? Because that's just insane. Um, to- I mean, you can see with this, uh, I always say this with ratings, <clears throat> a bad rating doesn't mean that that episode was bad. It means the episode before was bad because sure. people lose interest. Right. Now, the original Star Wars film did 1.5 mil in the opening weekend. This one did 4.9 mil yeah. in the opening weekend, which says to me that the Star Wars Christmas special was just really, <laughs> really, really good. <laughs> yeah, I want the ratings for that one. Uh, yeah, I mean, this one, this one definitely, this one made, all of them made so much money. Um, it's it's incredible to to see how, no wonder why Disney now owns these things and why Lucas is a, is a billionaire. Um, but I do find it funny that this is considered the best one and it was directed by Irvin Kirshner, not George Lucas. Well, George didn't do uh, Return of the Jedi. Either. Yeah. All he did was the first one. And I think that's where... He's the, best at? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think... Like, he's an ideas guy. I think he's got a creative mind. Right. I, he can't write dialogue, and he admits that himself. Sure. Um, but he continued to And write. I feel with the, <laughs> with the prequels, he just took too much on doing, like, the writing and the directing yeah. and creative and all that. Uh, I, I would say this one, like going, since we've been going back and literally watching all of them in, in order, a new hope is, is fantastic. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's groundbreaking. It's, it's, 
it opens so many doors to a million different things and genres and things in, in Hollywood and TV and everything and media. But this one's like kind of perfects it. I I love A New Hope because it starts the whole thing. Yeah. I don't think I'd even put it in my top three. Whoa. Ooh, I, I, and I, I think, I know we did a list after watching Rise of Skywalker, but yeah. I think once we've revisited all of them and like they're fresher in, I'd kind of like to do a order again. I would definitely put Empire Strikes Back as my number one just because of everything in this. Yeah. Uh, uh, watching this makes me want to like create, turn my room into a set that looks like Cloud City because I, I just want to white everything. White everything inside a dinner table and whatever they do for the refreshments. Um, so that is Empire Strikes Back. Um, I know we we put up a feedback. Yeah, we've got some feedback. Do you want to go for it? Sure. We'll go to Pick Japan. Greetings. The Empire Strikes Back has been so analyzed over deca- decades that I'll simply add that it is, for me, the best of the entire series. The importance of William's score should not be overlooked. It really made these early episodes iconic pieces for iconic images, such as Vader looking out the window on the Destroyer. I remember my cousin bought the original Star Wars soundtrack album, which was a top 10 hit album in the US when it first came out. Amazing. Not uh, the disc, not the, the disco one, not the funk one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's my reaction to The Empire Strikes Back after watching all of the Star Wars saga. Life is cheap in that galaxy. Have you ever noticed how dispensable rebel fighters are? Poor Dak getting crushed under a foot. We don't really know if he was dead before getting crushed, but websites like Wikipedia retcon that he was dead before getting crushed, probably to avoid this simple truth about Luke, a Jedi in training, who failed to rescue him. The Jedi are a death cult. Oh yeah, he said this before. Um, Wherever the Jedi go, masses of people die. The Mandalorians are right in their assessment of the Jedi. One, in this movie, Yoda says the Jedi use the Force for defense, never attack. However, the prequels showed that to be wrong. See Obi using the Force to go on attack in one and two. It's literally called Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. Well, I mean, the clones are attacking. (laughs) Uh, Yoda also says, luminous beings we are, not this crude matter. Okay, so Yoda and the Jedi religion are drawn from a mix of earthly beliefs, ancient uh, noticism, and animism. Excuse me. Again, the Mandalorian's assessment of the Jedi being a cult is spot on. As and they wear robes. They do. And everyone in cults wear robes. <laughs> Just saying. As Luke scrambles to leave Dagobah to help his friends and Yoda wants him to stay, Luke says, uh, sacrifice Han and Leia. Yoda, yes. Here again, we see that the Jedi have no second thoughts about the death of whoever, even their friends. All must be sacrificed. Star Wars is not really science fiction. It's cowboys and Indians with a heavy dose of mystical religion. This has been discussed ad nauseum in critical evaluations of modern fiction. Lucas spun a tale that is in no small part a search for a post-Christian worldview in hopes of keeping magic, the Force, alive. Unfortunately, Lucas landed on a death cult as his main set of characters. P.S., when Vader gathers the bounty hunters, there is a, an IG-11, something which previous to watching The Mandalorian, I would have completely overlooked. Yeah, true. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. I know since watching The Mandalorian, a lot of people on the internet were like, hey, look, it's this droid it's this from the thing. thing. So that's, that's kind of how I, I saw it, but agreed. And agree that the Jedis are a cult, and that's kind of why in The Rise of Skywalker, they're like, look, there's no more Jedis and Siths. We're, we're, you have to have both. You have to find a middle ground. Um... Hello from 
Os Berlin, M. Prime here. He says, I am probably in the minority, but I only slowly started watching the original trilogy after the prequels all came out. But man, do I love Empire Strikes Back. I'll keep it short and sweet. Battle of Hoth is definitely one of my favorite battles, even if it makes the AT-ATs look weak. Uh, there's too much Tauntaun insides. Give me more Lando. I now need Dagobah arc is important. I know the Dagobah arc is important, but it was drawn- too drawn out in my opinion. And Boba Fett Need I say more? Joe from H-Town. Best movie of them all. Always look forward to the beginning of the ice on the ice planet. Great story. Luke has to finish his training. He has to fight Vader. And the line of the whole series, I am your father. This movie has it all. Boba Fett. Han is frozen. Lando. For years growing up, I thought this was the first movie. Just didn't remember watching Star Wars. That always messed with me. I could watch this movie every day for the rest of my life. Five stars. Wow. Five stars happening in the Dagobah system. Five star uh, stars. Five star stars. Five star... Uh, this is MBH. Five star movie, but the Yoda parts were nap time for me as a kid. Uh, I'm going to read the next one too. Alex Patel. It's not... It's, it's not arguably the best. It is the best. Ooh. Ooh. And then finally, Breng77. While many lord this as the best Star Wars film growing up, it was always my least favourite of the original trilogy. I think that was because the good guys lose. As a kid, I loved Return of the Jedi because they, the rebels were victorious. Uh, he just likes Ewoks. Yeah. That's why. Uh, so that's some feedback that we got. Thank you, everyone. Um, yeah, I, I think this is the best in the, th- in, the, in the series. I remember as a kid always re-watching Jedi. He's right. Because the good guys win and it's got Ewoks. But I was a kid. I was like eight. But now I'm like older. I'm like, oh man, this one's like way better than Return. I haven't watched Return of the Jedi in a long time. Yeah, so. I I don't remember Return of the Jedi as well. Like I know what happens. I've seen it a bunch, but yeah. it's been a long, long time. A New Hope I've seen the most because I feel quite a lot of times I've been like, I'm going to rewatch them all, and yeah. I start with that one, and then I don't watch them all. Sure. So I feel I've seen that one the most out of all of them. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to going to Jedi, and we will. We will return. With the Jedi. Yeah, next month. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I have altered the deal. Pray I not do not alter it any further. Uh, that is our review of The Empire Strikes Back. You can listen to all our Star Wars reviews uh, for free throughout our, our feed here. Go through our history. Um, but if you want to hear some of the other ones like Rogue One and Solo, as well as other movie reviews, you can subscribe, follow, support our Patreon, patreon.com slash upnext. Uh, we do uh, weekly wrestling reviews, more movie reviews, um, TV reviews, like the, like all sorts of different stuff up there. So go uh, go check us out on there. And shout out all our patrons yeah. because, man, we keep growing every single day. And uh, it means the world to us. So uh, go check us out if you haven't already. Go follow the Up Next Twitter account, at Up Next, because we will be doing more of these Star Wars. I mean, The Mandalorian's over. So we got to wait till I don't know, the Obi-Wan Obi-Wan, show. Obi-Wan, Maul. Maul, wow. Maul. <laughs> Maul rats is what they should call this show. Um, yeah. Um, what else Yeah, well, uh, if you like sci-fi, uh, we'll have the Doctor Who the movie review. I've never seen 1996. It. I don't know I anything think, about I think you'll enjoy it. I don't know anything about I Doctor rewatched Who. it this morning. Okay. Um, it's been years since I watched it. I'm, I know my Doctor Who. Okay. Um, not all of it, because you're talking 60 years worth of stuff, pretty much. Wow. Uh, I think you'll dig it. It's a fun film. You'll find it online. It's 90 minutes. Easy watch. Okay. Um, so yeah, if you're a Whovian, 
Uh, maybe you haven't necessarily seen the film, but you've seen the the new series that started in 2005 um, and you want to chip in with your feedback, go on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash up next. Yes, um, and we have our NXT reviews every Wednesday. On our Patreon, we have our AEW Dynamite reviews every Thursday, as well as we have Best Match Ever, Was Next. We have so much stuff going on there and movie reviews. Uh, we love doing it, and we love doing it for you guys. So uh, with that, I guess we're going to go to the Dagobah system. We're going to get out of here. I'm going to go to Cloud City in a minute. I can tell you that. Um, so I, myself, Braden Harrington, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am at the Bray D. And I am at Davey Portman. So we're going to get out of here. We'll be back Wednesday with another review of NXT. So with that, uh, take care. Goodbye. I love you. I know. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Right here in your neighborhood. Here's a little tale about hard-to-recycle plastics. Their destinies were changed. Their new lives are fantastic. What once was trash can live on as new things. With a program that complements your regular recycling. Cause plastics can be so much more. Give this trash the second chance it was hoping hard-to-recycle plastics can be so much more. Participate in the Hefty Energy Bag program happening in your neighborhood today.